Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Cocktail Break. I am your host, uh, Whitney, and I have a very special guest here today, Carla Durandis. <laughs> I get tongue-tied when I say her last name. She's a former co-worker of mine, and that's how we um, connected, but also we were able to reconnect um, over Clubhouse because she has this incredible club called Explain It To Me Like I'm Five, and that's what really um, attracted me to the clubhouse because she invited me and asked me to explain social security to a five-year-old. And it was the hardest thing to do. Um, but she's also doing some work um, with women in tech and we'll get into that as well. Carla, how are you doing? Hi, Whitney. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me here on the show. I'm so excited. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. It's been a while since we <laughs> since we last connected. Yeah, um, Carla and I used to work for uh, TV station in the Washington DC area together. And then from there, we just kind of like, you know, we'll see each other around every now and then, <laughs> and then you know, clubhouse sprouted up and then we connected again. So <laughs> yes. And it's been amazing. So I'm definitely glad we were able to reconnect. Yeah. Um, so giving you a little background about Carla before we get started, um, Carla is a marketing and brand strategist with over 10 years of experience in advertising sales and business development. She is a Howard University alum. Uh, she started her marketing career about 17 years ago working at the Miami International Airport, and she is currently doing work um, and program expansion at a local Washington, D.C. nonprofit handling grassroots marketing and community partnerships while also managing the social media platforms for clients. Um, she serves in different industries under her own marketing and advertising firm. Uh, one of Carla's next projects includes launching an online community for Black women with marketing and other creative professional backgrounds looking to break into the tech industry. So we're going to discuss that um, in detail today, because um, as you know, uh, with the climate that we're in, um, you know, trying to break down and get into different industries is always something that we talk about as far as, especially for Black women. So, um, Carla, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Black women getting into tech, um, how you started it, the concept? Yeah, so um, it, I think for the past few years now, looking at social media, looking online, I noticed a, I don't want to, I wouldn't call it a resurgence, but um, I definitely noticed the draw to tech. Um, it was a, a, a growing industry that I've noticed that was being pushed. It was like the next big uh, thing, right? Like everyone was talking about, you know, tech and uh, getting into tech. And I always noticed it, but Obviously, with absolutely no tech background whatsoever, I kind of just figured like, all right, this clearly isn't for me. I'm, I'm not a tech person. So like, while I appreciate the effort to uh, gather Black talent and you know, kind of point them in the direction of getting into tech, I just kind of like assumed it just wasn't for me. Uh, and then quarantine happens. And I think like most people being at home, uh, re-evaluating your life, your career choices, your life choices. Um, it it kind of hit me that, you know, now is a, the opportunity for someone who is in my position looking to, looking for that next step in their career to kind of reconsider where they are currently, what they're passionate about, if they actually enjoy what they're doing, and if not, what they can do about it. Uh, so I started doing some research, um, 
at the time, General Assembly uh, was offering free intro courses um, for people like myself, again, with no background in tech whatsoever, um, but they were offering like free coding classes. And I thought, you know, why not? It's free. Uh, it literally cost me nothing but a few hours and I'll gain something from it. I would gain this little bit of coding experience and see if it's something that I like. Uh, so I took the class and I was just like, okay, this is interesting. And then um, I've started noticing more and more of these free intro classes coming up. There was like a free intro to UX UI design, uh, free intro to data analytics. And again, I'm thinking, you know, if, if tech is something that I want to consider at some point, at the very least, I can try these free resources, see what they're about, see if it's something that I can get into and then take the next steps from there. Um, so I started taking more and more of the free classes, trying to gather as much information as I can, seeing what interested me, what didn't, and a lot of stuff didn't, honestly, but a lot of things kind of stuck, especially with my marketing background. I figured, oh yeah, this should be an easy enough transition for me if I consider this route. Um, and then a few weeks later, I was introduced to Clubhouse. And uh, I got on Clubhouse and I was in and out of rooms, professional development rooms, and I started noticing a lot of tech rooms. Um, and I remember having a conversation with my friend on Clubhouse and we were just kind of talking about how we could use this tool to, you know, learn so much, network, connect. And then I got the idea of starting the Black Women Getting Into Tech Club on Clubhouse because I figured this would be the perfect platform for me to make this journey into tech, uh, but also to connect with other Black women like myself who were looking to make that transition with absolutely no background whatsoever at all. And we can kind of just like make this journey together. Like I lean on you, you lean on me. Um, we had other people come in and, and join, whether they were Black women or not, to kind of share resources. So um, I hosted my first room and I want to say I had like 80 people in there and the room went for like four and a half, five hours. And I was just like, okay, well, this is something. <laughs> and then from there, I uh, created a club and uh, the demand was just like through the roof. I had people coming and asking like, well, when are you going to host another one? When are you going to do another one? When are you going to do another one? And I was like, wow, okay, this seems like it can grow some legs. So um, yeah, that's how the Black Women Getting Into Tech Club came about. Okay. And is is the club currently only exclusive to Clubhouse or are you found on other platforms? So right now we're on Clubhouse. Uh, I do have a Twitter account, uh, BW Getting In Tech for Black Women Getting Into Tech. Uh, so, you know, if you, if anyone would be interested in finding us on Twitter, we're there. We also have a Slack group, which is open to anyone as well. Uh, so, um, but the goal again is to kind of grow the platform so that it's not just limited to uh, clubhouse users. So, you know, eventually I want it to become a uh, an online platform that anyone looking for those services would be able to find. Okay. And it, are there specific areas of tech that you focus on or are we talking about mm -hmm. all areas? Yeah. So each room, uh, we host a room at this point twice a week, but it's going to end up growing to a lot more frequently than that. But we do uh, select a specific role within tech that we uh, dig deeper in each week. 
So we do uh, product management. We've done data analytics, data scientists. We did a room on getting into cybersecurity. We did a room on, uh, you know, what is UX UI design and how I can get into that. Uh, we did tech sales, tech recruiting, uh, creatives in tech, um, how to build, how to bring your app idea to life. So each week we kind of uh, pick a specific topic uh, for both tech and non-tech related roles within the tech industry. Because I think the misconception is I need to learn how to code to get into tech or like I need to know how to be, I need to, to be a software developer to get into tech or, you know, I need to be able to fix computers to get into tech. And we're learning that that's actually not true and not accurate. There are many different entry points into the tech industry and a lot of them are non-tech related. So you don't need like a list of all these technical skills. You know, you can use your marketing or your sales background to transition into the tech space. Nice. So um, is there a particular area that has um, has a special place with you as far as tech that you want to focus on? You know, so before I started the Clubhouse group, I was immediately drawn to product management, UX, UI design. Like those two, after I took like my the General Assembly intro courses, I was like, yes, this is me. Like, because I'm creative by nature. I have a marketing background. So like my, my marketing brain is always on, like literally always on. So I was afraid that, all right, if I get into tech, like, am I going to have to do like software front end development? Like that, while that, you know, the money sounded good. I was like, how am I going to be able to get my brain, my creative marketing side into these roles? Because it just didn't sound like a good fit. Um. But so, yeah, so before Clubhouse, I was just like, yes, product management, UX, UI design, I can be creative, I can use my marketing skills, this is me. But honestly, after hosting these rooms on Clubhouse, I have been drawn to almost every, uh, every, not every, but a good majority of the roles I've walked away after hosting maybe about a three-hour room with something that I felt like, oh my God, like maybe I can do this. Like the cybersecurity room. I, we hosted that room and the information and the resources that were being shared made me felt like, made me feel like, wow, okay, this might be an opportunity for me. And I have never considered cyber. I was never a cyber person, but that's one thing that I just absolutely love about the club is that it's, it's giving us a lens uh, you know, kind of like a, a, a front front seat look into these positions and how we can make them fit for us. So one of the things that I I realized is like I needed to see what I looked like in this position. And that's what Clubhouse and Black Women Getting Into Tech has allowed me to do so that I didn't think that software developers only looks like older white men who are locked in a closet with a million computers surrounding <laughs> them. Like, no, there are black women who are software developments, who, you know, are fashionable, who are marketers, who are creatives. Um, so, you know, I, I guess the answer to that question is at first I was leaning towards product management, UX, UI design, and even tech sales, because you know, as my sales background. But honestly, now I I'm growing so much and learning so much for a, a lot of, a lot of these roles that I they're all intriguing to me now at this point. Do you from your discussions um 
Is there anything that discourages Black women from getting into the field? Yes. Imposter syndrome. (laughs) Imposter syndrome. Talk Uh, about it. A lot of Black women feel like they are not qualified to do the work. They see, you know, a description, they see a list of requirements, and although they actually meet the description and meet the requirement, they, for some reason, still feel like the hiring manager or the recruiter still will not feel that they are qualified or that I meet the requirements, but not like that. So they must not want me when that can be, that, that couldn't be any further from the truth. And it's crazy because within our rooms, we get people from all shades, all genders, all backgrounds come in and tell us the exact same thing. You are qualified. You actually can do the job. Don't think that only, you know, older, middle-aged white men can do this. Like you can do the job as well. So I think that's also one of the most important things that I want to reiterate to uh, the members and the followers who who joined the rooms, because it is so easy to fall into the, I can't do that. I'm not qualified. That job isn't for me. That role isn't for me. When in reality, you have people on the other side telling you, you can do it, and they don't look like us. So that boost of encouragement is definitely needed. And I think that's probably one of the biggest fears or one of the biggest things that holds Black women back when it comes to um, transitioning into a career uh, in the tech space. And um, what type of development do you suggest for someone who's trying to, or I should say a Black woman who's trying to move into the tech space? Is there anything specific that she needs to um, consider, any type of courses? I know you said you took some as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, so um, we we share a list, literally like a plethora of resources, both in the Slack, on Twitter, on Clubhouse. General Assembly is uh, one thing that I always advocate because I think another one of the biggest challenges, aside from the mindset imposter syndrome, is a lot of Black women don't know where to start. They're like, I don't have a tech background. I don't know any coding. I don't know any engineering. I don't know anything about software. Like, how can I actually get into this space? Like, where do I start? Um, and, you know, they, they might come across a 12-week program or a master's at online at, at such and such university where you can learn how to do this or this 18-week pro, full-time program, and it only costs $15,000. And you're just like, what? Like, I don't have $15,000 to learn the skill, and I'm still working full-time to, you know, pay my rent, my mortgage, provide for my family. So like, how do I start? Where can I start? And I wanted Black women getting into tech to be the place to start um, by telling these women, hey, quarantine has changed the game for everyone across almost every field. You know, uh, I think earlier during the year, there was a lot going on as far as like racial tension in the, in the, uh, in the country. And, you know, I feel like a lot of brands, organizations, and companies took note of that and, you know, kind of made it a point to become, or I guess, position themselves as allies. So we had a lot of brands saying, hey, we are on your side. We're, we stand with you. Um, and in turn, basically offer a, a, 
a ton of free resources for Black women who are looking to break into the space. So that's one thing that I kind of always tell people, don't start off with the $15,000 20-week program. You know what I mean? Start with all the free resources that a lot of these brands have, uh, you know, pledged to offer us. Start with the free. General Assembly has a schedule on their website for all of their free intro to classes. If you if you don't know anything at all about coding, take the free intro to coding class. It's free. It's a few hours. Even if 15 minutes into the class, you're just like, okay, this ain't for me. Just leave. They'll send you a replay. If you change your mind, you can go back and watch the replay. And then move on to another class. Like I took so many general assembly classes. They literally emailed me every day like, hey, you want to take this class too? Here you go. You know what I mean? It, it costs you nothing. And, you know, you end up with more knowledge on the subject. You'll realize whether or not it's something you're interested in. And if it is, then find another free or low cost resource in product management after you've taken the free class. And, you know, just sharpen your knowledge a little bit more, like learn a little bit more about this and more and more and more. So I always tell people, exhaust the free to low cost resources first when you're looking to just dip your toe in it before you end up investing all this money into something that, you know, a week later, you're just like, this really isn't for me. Yeah. And so I let's just say within the next two to five years, where do you see your group? expanding out to where where would you like to be and where would you like to see your group so uh, that's a great question so i want it to be a nationally recognized platform or community or network of not just black women but allies as well who are looking to help black women uh get into the space i want it to become a place where you know the, the big tech companies uh, who have pledged to be allies to the, you know, amplify Black voices. Um, you know, I I see us being that funnel for them to find uh, diverse Black talent for their organizations. And honestly, like I even envision this being worldwide. Like imagine if we can get Black women internationally uh, into tech. I think that that's probably one of like my biggest goals. Like if we can um, start here, but then, you know, move to some countries in Africa, uh, in Europe. I think that's like my end, end, end goal. Nice. Nice. Well, um, since we have you, I do want to kind of shift a little bit and talk about this other clubhouse that you have. Um, explain it to me like I'm five. (laughs) Where did the concept come from? So I've, um, I, explain it to me like I'm five is something that the type of person that I am, I, I love learning new things. Um, you know, learning about stocks, learning about real estate, learning about finance. Um, and I've noticed that a lot of the information out there is kind of complicated to digest. So, you know, one of the sayings that I've, kind of always held me through throughout my life is I need things explained to me like I'm five years old in order for me to grasp the concept. Um, because it's just easier for me to digest. And mm-hmm. um and it's one of my favorite uh Reddit or subreddit groups explain it to me like I five and I love the concept that they have there where um they literally take any idea, any topic from hiccups to accents <laughs> and and they have people like explaining that the concept like imagine explaining hiccups to a five-year-old because everyone thinks like, yeah, you, 
but can you really explain what a hiccup is to a five-year-old? So it kind of forces people to stop and think. And, you know, the the saying, whenever I heard the saying, there was always like, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, then you don't know it yourself. You don't know it well enough yourself. You can't be an expert in the field if you cannot explain the subject matter to a five-year-old. We've all heard of K-I-S-S, KISS, keep it simple, stupid. You cannot do that. You don't know, you're not an expert enough in the field. So uh, again, on Clubhouse, I'm seeing all these rooms about stocks and real estate and I'm listening in and I'm just like, I don't know, I still do not understand this. I need this explained to me like I'm five. So I got the, the, the club idea just from that. And I figured, you know, everyone, there's so many experts on the app that, you know, I could take any concept, any topic idea that most adults probably should know, but maybe don't know, right? And maybe would it would suit them to get an explanation from an expert to them as if they were five years old. So um, I thought it would, I thought it would be funny because I, I, you know, a lot of people think they know something, but when you really, you know, kind of push back and challenge them, like, Mm-mm, would a five-year-old really understand that? So let's try to break it down even further. And, you know, it's so funny because people come in and they're like, yeah, I can explain what Bitcoin is to a five-year-old. And then they start and they're like, well, Bitcoin is a platform with a ledger. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. A five-year-old would not understand that. So let's break it down even further. And they're just like, wow, you're right. Maybe I don't know how to explain it to a five-year-old. So um, I basically just kind of plan on taking uh, broad concepts, topics from as broad as possible to as specific as possible. I, the very first one that I did was uh, for credit cards. So I had mm. explained to me what a credit card is. like yeah. And people thought, oh, that's easy. Yeah, a credit card is this. And I was just like, hmm, I don't, I'm five years old. I don't understand what you mean by interest rates. So then I was like, well, let's break down interest rate like a five-year-old. And it was, people were, people were stumped. And they were like, wow, okay, this is this is pretty challenging, but I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's that was the idea behind explaining to me like I'm five. Yeah, because um the first room that you invited me to, the first mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the first one I was in when we were explaining social security, mm-hmm. and then to have like everybody start throwing in <laughs> What so like I couldn't remember what quarters were, and then the girl, <laughs> oh you need quarters, and then like I kept thinking, well, a five year old doesn't know what quarters quarters are, are. right? Quarters so. is time, you know, so mm-hmm. you need x amount of time um, to get quarters, right. um, which then translates into money, you know, mm-hmm. for but still like breaking, and then we started getting into four hundred one ks, and then we started. <laughs> What's the difference between that? I was like, oh my God, I got to get out of this room. This is too much. <laughs> but it's funny because some people will come in like, duh, I know what a 401 pension yeah. is or what a pension. But then they stop and listen. They're like, wait, but what is the difference? Like then people then, realize like, oh, maybe I don't know it the way I should yeah, know because it. Then you started, because I know you, you started asking questions about the pension. And I was like, well, damn, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because one place... I, I, I worked at, they had a pension right. and I just knew that after you worked there X amount of years, you were eligible to get this pension. But what is it? Hell, I, 
But yeah, like, okay, I know it's money you get, <laughs> but then you kept asking, you were like, well, do you have to retire to get it? Like, do you have to, okay, you're there X amount of years, mm-hmm. but when are you able to start pulling? You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just like, okay, girl, I don't know. I don't know. Let me go back. Let me go back to the audience. <laughs> so yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun, but just watching these adults try exactly. to figure out right. how to explain things to a child it's very interesting to me yeah so the the last room that i did was um bitcoin and i did it because this was around the time where it it might have been earlier this week where bitcoin was down and everyone was like yeah bitcoin is down now's the time to buy it and i was just like all right nope it's time for a room so it was like explain (laughs) this to me i was like all right so what is bitcoin and how can i get some and of course all the bitcoin experts ran to the room and jumped up on stage trying to like well, Bitcoin is, and I was like, uh-uh-uh, I'm five years old. Like, imagine that I am five years old. Don't come in here with, like, all of your, you know, stock and Forex knowledge, like how you would talk to somebody else who understands Bitcoin. You have to explain it to me like I've never heard it before. All the terminology that they were throwing out, I had to stop them, like, mm, let's break this down even further because I don't understand, like, can I pay my rent with this? <laughs> can right. I can I go to the store and buy candy with Bitcoin? Let's start there. And they had to break down that concept as to why I couldn't go to the store and use Bitcoin because it's not physical money. Well, why isn't physical? Who else can use it? Who is controlling this Bitcoin? Can they make more? And I think it was just kind of interesting for people to kind of stop and realize like, hmm, well, how? who is controlling Bitcoin? Why can't they make more? You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. So I, I definitely have like a, a list of topics, but it can be anything. It can be, you know, explain basketball to me like I'm five, explain uh, glasses like I'm five, explain anything. So I, I honestly don't think I'll ever run out of uh, topics or subjects to cover for that uh, particular club. Yeah. And then like when you start getting into those adulting topics, like, you know, explain real estate to me, explain a mortgage, you know what I mean? So then you start questioning your intelligence. Like you said earlier, like, (laughs) well, how much do I really know about this? Because you're asking me to break down these other areas within say a mortgage or within retirement. And you're like, well, damn, I don't know what that is. Let me, Mm -hmm. let me go back and try to figure that out for myself before I Mm -hmm. start trying to explain that to another adult, you know, more or less than a five-year-old, you know? And I think a lot of people also might be like ashamed or embarrassed uh, to admit that they don't know something. And sometimes they go like years without even really like admitting that they don't know. So this was kind of like a way, you know, I was hoping somebody will scroll and be like, dang, I really don't know what Bitcoin is. Let me just sit and listen and learn something. Cause you know, mm. finally, like somebody's asking, cause I didn't want to be the one to ask. Right. You know, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also like it because, you know, as a lot of people try to say judgment free zone, it really is mm-hmm. a judgment free zone. Um, and no one is looking at you sideways. <laughs> right. Cause I'm like, Cause I'm like, we're all in here. We're all trying right. to figure we're it out. We're all in here together. You came to the room for the information. And so, I mean, it literally yeah. wasn't, we were just laughing the whole time. So yeah. I, I thought that was an amazing concept. Oh, thank um, you. And I'm looking for, so how often are you trying to do this? Uh, explain it to me like I'm five. Um, I would say weekly, probably several times a week. Um, <laughs> do you have time? <laughs> uh, that's the thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
But you know what? I think the good thing about Clubhouse is they do allow other members to start rooms under the club. So that might just be something that I, um, you know, welcome others to do if you're a part of the club and you have a subject that you want to learn more about or you want somebody to come and explain to you like your five, you know, just feel free to schedule it, start the room. Um, you know, that way it's not just things that I don't understand, but maybe there's something that I, I haven't thought of that some people just don't understand or would need explained to them like they were five years old. That's cool. Um, so overall, just what are your thoughts about Clubhouse? I love, so I joined Clubhouse <laughs> middle of October and the first three days I might've been on for like 12 hours at a time. <laughs> Cause I was learning so like, it was just amazing to me how um, it was just so much serendipity. Mm -hmm. There was so much transparency. People were connecting with literally little to no ties whatsoever to these people like people were just jumping in rooms and connecting and I was just like oh I would have never otherwise made these um connections with people you know I would have never ended up in a room with uh, a VC saying you know talking to us about how he lost 18 million dollars in an event like I would have never been you know privy to these types of conversations so I was just so amazed and there were just so many good rooms that I was like oh my god yes I get to talk to people about this like I never have anyone to talk about this in real life like let me join this conspiracy theory room or this room about um bath salt like just literally every any yeah. topic under the sun um I love it I think now it's um I've been taking an interesting turn, but the good thing about it is that the app is still growing. It's still in beta mode. Um, it's still being it's still being updated. A lot of changes are coming, so I'm just kind of um, interested to see where it, where it uh, ends up next. Yeah, I was very um, for those people who don't know, um, you know, Clubhouse is an app for iPhone users right now. Um, I was very taken back at the topics that I was seeing on there that people were just because, like you said, the bath salts. <laughs> I was like, okay, where is this going? Um, but also the rooms that you see are based on the people that you follow as well. So right. if you keep seeing all this ratchetness showing up on your feed. That means you follow in a lot of ratchet. You follow ratchet people. <laughs> so, you know, you start to question your... Uh, your followers there a little all bit. Right, I, and right. I've had to, I've had to unfollow some people, even though, you know, we're cool, but I had to right. unfollow. I'm like, I, I, I can't keep seeing this. I need to, um, I need to be able to focus on the rooms that interest me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, what I do like about the app, it also has you think about who's in your circle. Like if you're using mm -hmm. this for professionalism, might want to follow more professional type people who are in that field. So like you said, you getting into tech, you know, you may want majority of the people you follow to be more tech, tech, like people who are going to, you know, be in those rooms that you're more interested in. So it's an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. um, I had to ask because now that it's ever growing, I just want to know like what people think about it. You know, they were getting some, um, <laughs> I read a, 
a blog about how it's just nothing but a bunch of people getting together for a big podcast, you know? And I'm like, yeah. well, you can't record it. So, right. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, uh, I, I think when I first joined, um, it's it, not that it doesn't feel intimate now, but I just remember it's feeling a lot more uh, close knit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there weren't as many. I think when I first joined, there might have been like 10,000 people on the app, if that. More or less. A million mark. Yeah. And they recently hit a million. And again, that was only two months ago. And this yeah. is an app that's invite only uh, in beta and, you know, only for iPhone users. So, um, you know, it, it's just been interesting to see how the app has changed in just the, in, uh, the past month and a half. Well, I guess two months now. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed a lot more um, like when I first joined. I don't, there weren't that many rooms in the hallway. You know, there might've been at most like 20 mm-hmm. and the topics were just a lot more diverse. And again, you hopped in the room and you just automatically felt welcomed and you didn't know these people, but the conversation was just so open. And so people were just transparent and were just so willing to share and willing to help. Not that it doesn't feel that way now. But I just remember thinking like, wow, who are these people? And how are we like all connecting like this? And, yeah. you know, just feeling that that oneness. Um, and then after that, I noticed a lot of other people joining with different backgrounds, different networks. And, you know, here well, we are. And I guess my also my concern was, is that I like the exclusivity mm-hmm. that the app offers now. And so what I'm afraid of is as this thing grows, because, you know, right now you DM people using either their Twitter or um, IG. And so as this thing grows, you know, am I going to be able to connect with those people the way I used to? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Because there's going to be so many people trying to get at them for, you know, whatever. Um, That's why I'm doing my best to try to make connections now so that they know who I am. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember you. So, yeah, that's um, definitely the case. Uh, You know, finding your tribe and your community very early. And that was something that I did. Um, But, yeah, that that definitely will change as we grow to two million, three million, Mm -hmm. you know, 100 million users. Uh, It'll just be a lot harder to find that that. tribe or that community that you built when you first joined so that is very important and something that everyone should try to uh, make an effort to do yeah and I guess also that's um that's also what the groups are for too like well clubs um Mm -hmm. hoping that the clubs will maintain an exclusive type um Mm -hmm. vibe so that everybody isn't jumping in there just because because I'm I'm a part of a couple of um black girl type clubs that are really really fun right now because it's only mm-hmm. you know less than a thousand people maybe and everybody's not on you know in the rooms at one time mm-hmm. so it allows you to raise your hand you know get on stage mm-hmm. ask questions I was in a room about the vaccine mm-hmm. um, and it was really interesting having those doctors in there and being able to actually ask a doctor or a researcher Mm. questions it's yeah. something you normally wouldn't do if you were on a Facebook or even a IG because the followers are so huge you know you get on Facebook you get 3,000 people on a live they're not going to be able to get through all those questions you know what mm-hmm. I mean so mm-hmm. right now this kind of works and it's fun so 
yeah, I enjoy it though. I think I, I definitely, I know people always laugh about like the gems being dropped, but <laughs> I, I still, honestly, I still think that, uh, cause on, when, when I, like the first, after the first, you know, few weeks, honestly, I experienced FOMO. I thought like, oh my God, if I'm not on the app, I'm going to miss a gem. Somebody's going to drop something that I need and I'm going to be there to listen to it. And I got over it eventually. But even now, I can jump in a room and learn something, you know what I mean? And then hop back out and then actually apply the work. And it'll work, you know what I mean? Apply the gems and have something come from that. So, um, you know, you do have to be mindful of what you're, the information that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're, you know, if you end up doing that, then you're, it's definitely going to be a lot more useful uh, to somebody. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, so just a final question. When you are hosting your rooms, and um, I mean, you probably already answered this, but when you're hosting your rooms, what is it that you want people to take away from those rooms that you host? Oh, so I always want people to leave feeling like, wow, I needed that. Like, that was dope. Like, I'm so glad I came to this. Thank you so much. Like, I learned something from this. I can apply something from this. And, you know, hopefully it ends up working out for them, be it a recommending getting into tech room where they end up getting a job or a promotion. Like, I would absolutely love that. Like, I always say for that particular club, the goal is always to get as many Black women as possible into the tech space. If we can do, like, if we can get 5,000 women, in, Black women in tech in 2021, that is a win for me. Even if it's only three, that is a win for me. If somebody can come back and say, I got into tech because of your club, that I've done my job. And the same for explaining to me, like I'm five. If someone can say, you know what, like I went back and looked over my pension paperwork and realized that <laughs> something ain't right, thanks to you, like that that's all that would matter for me. So that's my goal, for people to actually learn, learn something um, take it with them, apply it, and just be better off uh, with the information that was shared in any of my lives. Excellent. Well, well, Carla, I thank you so much. And, you know, this has definitely been a great conversation. I do want to continue the conversation. Um, So, you know, maybe later on this year, we can follow back up again and, you know, see what's happening with um, Black women in tech. I do have, you know, a a circle of women who are in the tech field. So I think that they would really benefit from the information as well. So thank you so much for sharing. No problem. Thank you so much Um, for having me. I had a blast. Thank you. Yeah. Is is there any way that um, followers can connect with you? Yeah. So, um, if you are a Black woman and you're looking to get into the tech space or if you are looking to share any resources, uh, we do have a Twitter account and that is at BWGettingInTech. Uh, you can also follow my personal Instagram or Twitter, which is Carlita's Way. That's C-A-R-L-I. <laughs> follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Uh, Carlita's Way on Instagram or Twitter with two in- underscores in between Carlita's and Way. Excellent. And we'll have all this information up on our Instagram page and in our bio so that you can follow Carla and um, <laughs> ask all the questions you can about um, 
uh, black women getting into tech and also um, explain it to me like I'm five. So again, thank you so much, Carla. Um, thank you to my listeners. Um, you have been listening to the Cocktail Break podcast. I will catch you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you.